the genius loci equinox of the gods september 23 2019 an account of being accosted by familiar and known interdimensional beings that reside on one of many of the magical hills of the blue ridge mountains in western north carolina an unexpected visit by nature spirits hidden folk the fae and instantly upon request the genius loci of this place flanked by two nunahay as tall as the trees Without warning, or my intention, no conjure, nor summoning them, they came. A sudden appearance of the various races of hidden folk of this place. One of the many sacred grounds known to the ancient Native American tribe, the Cherokee. I braced for it, the impact of vapor-like seemingly self-luminous beings or spirits that I'm too familiar with here. It's not daily but weekly occurrence and frankly I've got used to it, and maybe I should be a bit more concerned. Still not sure what these phantom-like vapor clouds are, but the interdimensional beings that come out of them seem alright. Heck I noticed the white smoke rolling off my body so much thought I was about to spontaneously human combust. I'm not too sure but think the land may have something to do with this but to what extent, not there yet however I've came a long way about ley lines spirit lines, fairy lines, geopathic stress and and basically earth geomagnetic field lines that have been known historically as places of high strangeness. Where I live between two large creek beds, belonging to the same body of water as it approaches and passes parallel to my east-facing property line. Then the creek takes a sharp left bend as it continues its flow away from my property parallel to the flow downstream. I live on top of steep ridge at the tip of the bend where below the creek appears to perform a moat-like function as it wraps around the land on three sides. There's steep cliffs on sides or gorges where the water has ground its way through solid granite bedrock rich with a matrix of crystal quartz veins and likely solid quartz at the core. It's hard to describe it's a dangerous landscape for small children as well as adults who get lost at night misled by the will-o'-wisps light or fright. Some follow it others run, either way leads a downfall, maybe you could say I live on a mountain panhandle or sort of like a peninsula situated a few hundred feet above the banks of a big creek located in the mountains of rural Boondocks County, North Carolina. Basically it's not ideal human habitat, but absolutely best habitat for the fae with the running waters, hard granite, caves, cliffs, and rocky outcroppings. It appeared to be vacant pristine mountain property when I purchased it. I had no idea how popular it was for interdimensional people. And how many of these different sorts actually live in and around here in and out of our dimensions, and unknown to most humankind. Here we go again I thought, as my body involuntarily began tucking elbows, head and chin inwards, like a standing fetal position it tensed itself for the impending collision of spirit and three-dimensional matter. With thousands of a second remaining before impact, in the timelessness of my mind's sacred space of pure consciousness, thoughts of what is about to happen, what's this all about, why now at this time, what have I done this time race through the mind. The split-second reflection one gets right before something unexpected happens that will end or change a life forever. Like the fleeting seconds leading up to an unavoidable head-on collision between two vehicles driving on a highway. Those life-threatening experiences where time seems to slow down in what seems like slow motion, the last remaining few microseconds left in the unfolding of catastrophic events and even death. As usual, the blow is subtle yet sends the cold chill from the bottom of my feet up through my spine and out the top of my head. As the etheric dust began to clear from the merging two states of nature, the physical and non-physical I immediately became aware of the Cherokee little people known as the Yumitsundi and native tongue were appearing before my eyes materializing in full color and detailed translucent almost holographic form. A strikingly attractive Native American woman wearing a beaded buckskin dress seemingly taller than the others appearing on the scene caught my eye as she stood on a slope above leading down to the flat grade where I stood. I asked her did I do something that upset your people and apologized in advance if I'd done something wrong to offend or broken any of their laws. 
She whispered softly to my mind don't worry everything is okay as I could make out her arm raising with her index finger pointing me to look towards the creek behind me. Turning around to look in the direction she was pointing I was taken back a bit at the numbers of beings that had a mass between me and the creek in the blink of an eye as a thick curtain of ether vapor they rode in on dissipated leaving, a three foot tall little Indian dressed as a hunter or warrior wearing nothing but a feather and a light colored buckskin loincloth that contrasted against his earth toned deep brown skin approached me in a single smooth motion almost kneeling, his head bowed facing the ground as he reached his hand of outstretched for mine. He spoke to my mind, please take my hand. Without thinking I reached out and touched his outstretched hand and could feel some subtle tug which I found myself resisting because of the direction he was headed. By this time others would make some gesture that I felt were like an usher seating me in a pew at church. I could make out smiling facial expressions of some that gathered which relieved me but still paused, it dawned on me where this might be going. He moved ahead towards the direction of the creek without me as I stood there and seemed to vanish into a wafting cloud of foggy vapor. As I lowered my hand I noticed too that my own hand, arm, and body was smoking too, a phenomenon that I've been able to perceive in vision with my eyes that I dubbed white smoke after not finding any information on what it is exactly. Search engines today are pretty efficient for accessing knowledge, but for the past year and a half, I've been seeing it wafting off of my own body mostly late at night. However, almost always I have to induce a trance to see these gentle winds, known as the etheric body. While growing up as a child I'd always seen fuzzy energy particle blobs floating, faces and forms of animals, people and monsters. However, up until this time, I didn't know where the ability to see the white smoke had come from or what could have caused me to start seeing it. In the weeks following this experience, it suddenly dawned on me. It was the Cherokee little people. As now I refer to this ability as the gift from the Cherokee little people. In my first encounter with them about two years earlier in a small cave entrance behind my home had left me no choice but to believe or to think there's a good percentage this is happening and this is all real. The experience I'd had on that day will forever go down as one of the most profound experiences in my life. Meeting the Cherokee Little People CLP, became one of those pivotal moments in life where one is touched by real magic rendering me in perpetual awe and curiosity ever since. It's the sort of alchemically that transforms the mundane reality of ordinary life into something unbelievably extraordinary and sacred. Since that fateful day, the experiences that come from having the gift of second sight keep coming and seem to try and outdo the ones that preceded it, each leaving me in a state of stunned disbelief giving way to the exhilaration and grateful joyous celebratory mood that comes when meeting new and exciting people. It has given and continues to give my life a unique refreshing quality of joyful wonder a deeper sense of gratitude. A gift without form weight, monetary value or of no real use in the world. Even though it took me a long time to realize I'd received something anything other than a prank from some trickster spirits, I knew it was an ability that I'd had growing up although in lesser strength and fewer occurrences. Ecstatic rapture comes to mind as the way I feel when the sum of the mysteries of nature are revealed giving a peek behind her veil where even deeper mysteries welcome and await the initiate. The seeker, like the fool and the magician of the tarot began the new journey through the 22 major arcana. I still chuckle to myself as I recall some of the facial expressions and physical motions they were making as they urged me to go along. More than likely had the offer presented itself last year to enter into the large portal, in a rock cliff in a bend of the creek pretty sure I'd tried without missing a beat but because I wasn't in the headspace and not too receptive to communing with them lately. I began having doubts about their real intentions and felt a bit betrayed about a week leading up to tonight's powwow. Unassuming and hidden portal behind the wall of green vegetation. The large boulder in center of photo marks the threshold or stepping stone for coming out of or into the doorway. I've seen some of the inhabitants emerge from the door, walk about and even witness some crawl under and into the crevices in a crab-like motion. 
Felt I put everything on the line for them since having many Q&A sessions where I channeled their wants, needs, and reasons behind them and, and they requested mine in order to accomplish this great work. One of mine was to offer protection where needed at least long enough for me to provide and share what they'd taught me over the past two years. At the very least they could have stopped or prevented some of these events in my life I felt even if they didn't have a hand in it. I asked them many times did they do this or that and always denied doing any harm. Looking back I now see how some of these seemingly bad times had to happen in order to lead me to the point in my life where from the ashes of the reality that had been forever jettisoned into the abyss of time making way for a new chapter in the book of my life, a better version of myself now walking the path that leads to the soul's highest purpose for being here. I found more time and enthusiasm now that I'm doing the kind of work that I love doing. Another fact that likely put the brakes on going where they were urging me to go was that I knew where they were wanting me to go. They were taking me to a portal that had been shown to me by the CLP last summer. Due to recent hardships I'd endured since stepping into my new role as a modern working for ancient employers, often I'd daydream about trying to enter it to escape the world that mine had turned into. Ever since childhood felt as if I was a visitor and not a resident of Earth, but lately I felt I didn't belong here any longer. Most everyone I met were still wearing blinders or asleep. Even though I consider this human life a precious experience interlaced with both good and bad times, and the bad all too often serves to make one a better person. I still wanted out of this system of human life but not by death necessarily, but by entering into one of the many portals around here revealed to me by the CLP. They were inviting me to come with them through a portal in the outside bend of the creek in a wall of rock cut away by millions of years of water flowing patiently grinding its way through this little gorge the creek flanked on both sides by steep rocky outcroppings and cliffs that I call my backyard. The portal revealed to me over a year ago, was the opposite side of the creek located at a spot where the path of a powerful ley line runs underfoot that I was standing during tonight's encounter. Different points along this line have been places where I'd experienced some of the most vivid and powerful encounters including the one this night that was unfolding before my eyes in the dim darkness of late twilight and starlight, I was shown the rock portal creek side while scrying the water sitting in river sand. Not knowing what to do or say since deciding not to try going with them it dawned on me asked them to speak to the master spirit of this place. Something I'd read recently and thought I'd try it one of these nights, that's it I thought. Ask them can I meet or speak with the master spirit of the land, I'd learn in the days and weeks following that this magnificent being is well known and called the guardian spirit of place, the genius loci. It seemed more logical to hear it directly from the most powerful spirit of the land around here, if in fact I had their approval to build a small cabin by the creek on which are their sacred grounds. Having asked them many times in the past over and over are you sure and getting same answers of yes some doubts remain. I'd thought of doing this, contacting the master of the land before to get supreme approval and eliminate doubts, but couldn't muster the will to push myself to do much due to stress and what seemed a lower vibration resulting from a recent series of mishaps that were tapering off a bit but still ongoing. My thinking was that I'd been misled, wasn't communicating as clearly as I'd thought so felt I needed some reassurance from the genius loci if I wasn't on track, was I hated or being tricked, did they want me out of there? If not then I really needed permission and some reassurance my plans to build an earth lodge ceremonial center, bathroom with shower stall and a small cabin to live in while I finished getting the place ready to welcome like-minded folks over to share methods and techniques I'd learned during the times of my initial workings. No sooner as I'd finished my request to meet the genius loci a large massive thick fog rapidly rolled in within seconds turning the dark forested landscape around the creek bank into a dimly luminescent wall of white vapors that ebbed and flowed sort of pulsating and while connecting with my own vapors wafting off my body and combining with theirs, radically changing shapes as it reached the height of the treetops and hoovered there to my left in front of where I'd stood. 
I looked up watching the misty fog reach its destination where from the formless changing clouds began to form large very unique looking face of what appeared to be an elderly woman of ancient age and wisdom. She began to make an appearance from the curtain of mist, very clearly and stayed during my introduction and reason for asking to meet. This face was as large as the tops of the trees and had the countenance of power and majesty, an ancient force from long ago that still inhabits these lands. Seems like it could have the power of life and death over man, yet seemed benevolent. Another photo of the portal showing a rainbow or rainbow-colored prisms, an anomaly that happens on these energy lines down here. Even I use different camera or smartphone camera, same rainbow-like prisms will be present in photo taken on or near these lines. The wall of fog was now beginning to dissipate leaving only the face near the treetops remaining and what seemed to be two tall beings on either side of the face formed from the mist. When it completely cleared out I could see what over the past year I'd come to call the Nunahay, two of them flanking both sides of this majestic being looking down at me. They were neatly dressed in what appeared to be traditional Cherokee-styled Native American buckskin pants with beaded designs of flowering vines that went up along the sides. And as always, their looks the dead giveaway to what I was looking at, their exceptionally beautifully handsome Native Americans seemed to be male yet with faces only a beautiful female could have. They answered my questions in unison with the genius loci by motions with their heads nodding up and down or side to side sometimes using their arms to emphasize or make sure I understood their body language. At this point it was beginning to be overwhelming as the reality of what was unfolding was creeping into my psyche. At some point between here and the termination of my time with the genius loci, a large figured thick muscular looking body of a darker material approached us. As it neared me it like the CLP warrior who'd offered me his hand, in one sweeping motion the hulking figure knelt on one knee before me very close to where it was sitting and reached his hand out at which time I don't recall because the mere sight of this caused a cold chill like a lightning bolt, struck rising up from the ground up through my spine to top of my skull that seemed to cause me to momentarily black out or lose my place. It wasn't out of fear I always get this sensation when spirits impact me or get too close but never with this much power. I knew instantly what I was looking at and smiled in the dark, regained myself and induced mild trance so as to meet this 8 foot tall something giant that was uncloaking before my eyes. When my eyes became adjusted to second sight his face which by now like old times was inches from mine except this time our initial meeting was with a smile and not the usual gatekeeper grimace used to frighten away those who may try entering their realms that may not be quite ready. I could make out his huge head where the eyebrows, cheeks, chin area and lower jaw were outlined in this dimly lit whitish colored etheric substance. A face-to-face -face with Sukalu, Kukuk lead known to Cherokee. Hairy forest giants, big elder brothers, a race of people, not spirits. Until tonight I'd only seen only their faces, except for a female that would come to my house. Typically I'd only see their faces staring downstream creek bank or edge of the forest in complete darkness. They'd approach me in the scrying chair in the wee hours in trance but more like dozing off in a quasi-sleep hypnagogic state. Usually, I'd be startled awakened by my foot jerking, footrest pushing down, and even shocked, zapped by a sudden electrical shocking like sensation. Happened like this so many times that I looked forward to this kind of unusual but consistent meeting near creek between around 12 o'clock midnight and daybreak, usually more towards the end of the night right before daybreak. I think these are actual yeti beings and exist in both states of the solid and etheric body. People we pretty much call Bigfoot, or the Sasquatch. It was a relief to see those titans again especially with an upfront smile. The most beautiful heartfelt smile one can experience. Taking my attention away for just a few moments I looked back up to the face of the master of the land, and it had disappeared now no longer visible but the two Nanahe were still there motioning me to go towards the portal, I felt like an and as the beautiful giants kindly gestured me to walk towards the creekside rock cliff that is the doorway into their world. 
Okay, everything seems to be cool and relieved to know things were on track and that I was more than welcomed there, actually wanted me to join them as we inhabit place intersected between two-dimensional realms. While watching the visit unfold before me as my eyes begin the focusing motions to bring on quick trance, eyes wide open, unusual decent night vision. As they adjust and focus for vision using second sight everything turns dark in my field of vision then I can see them and landscape again. The friendly giant was already up inches in front of my face as my vision returned in second sight mode. I was so overwhelmed at seeing its body so close in detail, the ground chills came on I think for just being in awe. I had never seen their entire body like that, they were 8 foot massive beings that took my breath away seeing one of them walk up from the creek bank towards me and drop to one knee in what appeared to be some frustration like that the CLP earlier had done. What's up with that, maybe I'll never know but feel it's the utmost honor to be shown respect and kindness from beings that have no reason or need to do so. As a human being I'm part of the problem that they, nature, suffer from. I walked with them to the top of the sloping creek bank and stopped in front of where my tent had been and sat in a chair facing the portal. I wasn't in my usual night spirits ecstatically induced high, the sky high vibe that comes as a result of such experience. Another photo of the portal rock taken on a different day. Again same digital camera artifacts occur with the rainbow prisms. Hidden behind a green wall of vegetation. The large boulder the left side overhanging over the water is the threshold for the portal described in this post. I bid them farewell and sent them my appreciation and gratitude for their concern, care and kindness they'd show me that night as it seemed a low point in my life. Instead I received a pat on the back and a shot in the arm to keep going and not give up. They definitely have my back and clearly shown there are alternatives to living here if one truly desires liberation from human life cycles and death. I may take them up on it one day who knows, and with the portal, the stone rock face, open up again if I came to it and rapped on its hidden door, honestly I think it would for the right reasons.